get rid of the laws, how does that make us great again? I don't think that legislation was about making America great again. I think it was about the idea that we need to move past this entire consummation with race, this infatuation. You know, the point I was making about Morgan. Is it possible for us to move past being discriminated against? (laughs) See, here's the deal. We, we, black people, we would love to move past it. But here's the other deal. Colin Powell, black Republican, he went to North Carolina and condemned the voter suppression law there. Your party in North Carolina passed a law where they targeted black voters. The court said it was laser-like precision. It was overturned. Did you and other black Republicans condemn that North Carolina law and stand with Colin Powell? If, if you didn't, why not? You know, I gotta say, I have a lot of faith in black people. Uh, you know, and I believe that it's not a hurdle for black people to go get a voter ID. No, 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 no. You did not answer my question. <laughs> Fellow black Republican, four-star general, Colin Powell, former Secretary of State, former former National Security Advisor, stood before and condemned it. It was later discovered, CJ, that Republicans asked specifically when were black people voting early in North Carolina. 70% voted during the first week. Your party changed the law in order to limit early voting. What I, and then the federal courts later ruled they had the document. They put it in email. Well, they did it. When what I'm asking is, why were you and other black Republicans silent with the targeting of black voters by your party? And you're also asking why I didn't endorse the ideas being propagated by a four-star general. Sure, Colin Powell, much respect him for his service to our country, who's endorsed President Barack Obama, also endorsed President Joe Biden. No, no, no. Can you answer my question? You want to call him Republican for the purpose of this debate, but he really isn't that. Let's no, no, no. No, he is Republican. First of all, I'm sorry. You told Jane, don't tell you what to say. Now you want to now strip Colin Powell of being a Republican. In fact, Colin Powell was a Republican before you were even born. <laughs> I don't even think Powell describe himself as a Republican if you want to look it up. No, no. Actually, he actually he did. Have you actually talked to Colin Powell before? So he left the Republican Have you party. talked to Colin Powell before? So you're acknowledging... Have you right? talked to Colin Powell before? That's not the point. No, what CJ, did I ask the question? Have you ever talked to Colin Powell before? <laughs> What's to acknowledge that I'm right? CJ, yes or no? Yes or no? Again. Yes or no? Have you talked to Colin Powell before? He is no longer Republican. Have you president. talked to Colin Powell before? Yes or no? It was about this election. Okay. So I see, 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 this, see, see, I'm gonna, see right now. See, this is the whole deal. If you're unwilling to even... Answer the question. You are purposely evading it because you know the answer makes you look bad. McWimpy. And the fact that you can't even the, CJ, the federal court ruled they was laser like targeting of black people. Does that not offend you? Well, here's the deal. Let's look at the facts. No, no, yes or no. Does it offend you, yes or no, when Republicans in North Carolina targeted black people? voters specifically does that offend you well there's no there's no indication of that just no 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 it was a right there see let me go to jane see i can't even see jane this is the thing that bothers me the reason jane you were critical of cj earlier is exactly right there we literally have evidence a federal a federal court cj republican appointees said that was laser like targeting of black people and you as a 19, 18, 19, 20 year old black Republican, you can't even utter, you know what? My party was wrong. You can't, you, DJ, you can't even say, damn, my party was wrong. They shouldn't have done that. You are defending it. You are excusing it. You are trying to deflect. You can't even say, damn, that was wrong. Do you know how easy that is? Because I don't agree with you, Roland. And oh, so so you agree with what Republicans did in North Carolina? I agree with it. Legislation that advances the idea that our elections should be safe and secure. There we go, right there. See, see, that's that talking point stuff. That's talking point stuff. See, Jane. See, Jane. Here, let, let me give a fact. Let me get some facts here, Jane. The North Carolina Supreme Court ruled. CJ, the North Carolina Supreme Court ruled, Jane, that there was racial gerrymandering in North Carolina. The federal courts ruled that there was a lazy-like charting of black voters. And your criticism earlier of CJ 
uh, Jane, I think is on point. When he can't even acknowledge when his own party is wrong in the targeting of black voters, I'm not asking him to renounce being a Republican. <laughs> I'm not asking him to condemn the entire party. I'm saying, damn, can you at least say, like Colin Powell did, that is wrong. But the fact that he can't even do that is because they are unwilling to stop the grifting game of appealing to white Republicans. And here's a deal. <laughs> Jane, I know folk like Bob Brown, who's 80-something years old, was a lieutenant for Dr. King, who was the top black person under Nixon. That man been a black Republican uh, twice as long as uh, C.J. been born. And that man has the guts to call out his party. Senator Edward Brooke the first African-American United States senator since Reconstruction had the guts to call out his party when they were wrong. I'm just saying, can I get some black Republicans with some guts today who are willing to say, damn it, that ain't, not, that ain't right. Jane, go ahead and weigh in, please. Well, it, it is only black Republicans who won't say that. It's pale-faced Republicans who won't say it, too. You have to realize this is not a problem that is caused by people who are melanaceous. It's a problem that's caused by these Melanemic people who have had power for a long time have used it badly and who do not want to be in the position of being powerless, and they will do whatever they have to do to see to it that they maintain their power. If you read the book, The System, and you realize that the boys who are on the business roundtable are running this whole thing and telling Mr. Trump, whose name I hate to say, but they are telling him what to do, and he's doing exactly what they tell him to. And that's the reason he, they're in good shape and the rest of us are suffering. We're discussing a problem that need never have been in this country. It didn't have to start, but it did because people in the South wanted to make money and they didn't want to. And they couldn't enslave the natives because they, they couldn't tell the natives apart. So they bought people from the slave traders in Hull, England and brought them to this country. If that hadn't started, none of this would have started, but none of that would have started if it hadn't been for religion. And right now we are using religion to run this country again. You need to realize that that is more dangerous than racism. Make no mistake about this. I'm going to give you one more chance, CJ. I'm going to read for you something, and maybe you'll agree with this. And this is, this. go to my computer. The Supreme Court, this is March, May 15, 2017. The Supreme Court on Monday refused to revive a restrictive North Carolina voting law that a federal appeals court had struck down as an unconstitutional effort to, quote, target African-Americans with almost surgical precision, unquote. That was a bill passed by the North Carolina Republicans. It was signed by North by Republican governor of North Carolina. Will you, CJ, admit that it is wrong for Republicans to pass voting bills that, that target African-Americans, quote, with almost surgical precision, yes or no? I think any legislation that is intentionally racial discriminatory is wrong. This wasn't. At the end of the day, we're looking Hold at... Hold on, you said this wasn't? We're looking at things like voter ID and early voting day. I'm done, right? Uh, so a conservative Supreme Court affirmed the decision of a conservative appeals court and your deal is sure go ahead and let them keep doing it what i'm saying is that i i, I think you love to loop this legislation in with what's happening in georgia and florida but that's just yes because it's all tied together hmm? it's all it's tied together securing our elections this isn't about telling black people don't go vote Roland, <laughs> do you think so little of our people that we can't secure a voter id that we can't no, 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 no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, so explain to me then why y'all are getting rid of almost three quarters of all ballot drop boxes. Those were secure. the thing before COVID. Like, no, 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 those were secure. But they literally were not a thing in, in commonplace before COVID. So why do we still need that? Actually, hold up. In Georgia, they were put into place by the Republican legislature, signed by Republican governor. But now they're bad? I'm saying that before COVID, they were not mainstream. They were not commonplace. Are, so we, still, are we still in COVID? Well, we have a vaccine now. Are we so still in COVID? Go, I'm outside. This are we summer. still in COVID? <laughs> we have a vaccine. Are we still in a Are we still in a COVID epidemic? Yes or no? <laughs> go get your shot, Roland. Like I say, see, this is this is the game right here. This is the game. 
This is the game, Greg. This is the game that this is the game that black conservatives like CJ play. And because they don't, they don't, they know the truth. No, no, they, no, they know the truth, Greg. They know the truth. But again, it's a part of the grift game. If you want to keep the grifting dollars coming through, because you got, let me be real clear. White conservatives love nothing more than somebody black who speaks their language and who use plantation language because they get to say stuff so they, the white folks can't say, and that's their cover. And if you can't, if you are a black Republican and you can't even admit when a conservative Supreme Court agreed that it was targeting a black voters, then ain't no hope for you. Greg, I'm going to go to Greg, then uh, I'm going to go back to Jane. Go ahead. Well, the, the, the difficulty, and this is in the case that was filed uh, today with the NAACP as one of the partners, uh, this will, they, they, they are accusing the Florida legislature and the governor, uh, who acted so fast, by the way, that they may uh, have a bigger impact on all those old white people and military folks in Florida. Uh, they accused them of violating, uh, under the Voting Rights Act, of, of acting under color of state law. So, CJ, you're right, brother. I mean, when you say uh, there, there is intent as it has been expressed, and then there is intent as it has the impact. It can have the impact of being discriminatory. And that's the category where you start talking about uh, decisions that are entirely in the hands of how the judges read the law. That's why stuffing the courts was so important. Uh, but, you know, when you say that these things are not related, and you may may or may not have heard uh, about 45 minutes ago when I talked about the um, American Legislative Executive Council and the fact that they met the process working group in December of 2020, uh, these uh, things are not only related, they are coming out of the same draft legislative playbook. And those who have tried to suppress the vote, and, and including Hans von, von uh, Spakowski, who we saw as one of the main villains in North Carolina, were present at this meeting. Um, so, you know, but but I'm willing to, to, to give our young brother a little bit of uh, room to grow and learn. He's in Tuscaloosa. My mom's from Alabama. I consider myself an Alabaman as well, and in many ways, in addition to being a Tennessean and an adopted Philadelphian. But I will ask you this, brother, and maybe we, I'm glad we're having this conversation, Vaughn, because you're not going to see this anywhere else. You certainly wouldn't see it on Fox. I'm glad you don't have Tucker Carlson here, because at that point, I might, uh, you know, put my life in danger by coming to join you in the studio, and we might have a different kind of conversation. Now, you know, Tucker's scared plan. to death to me but go ahead well of course but he's scared to death of anything i mean you would have to be a man to uh to actually lose some fear or a woman but uh either way uh tucker carlson you know see cj it's cool brother you 18 tucker carlson has no excuse because he damn near three times your age still acting as if he's a adolescent but in your case brother I i'd like to ask you a couple of questions i don't know if we have how much time we no, have go ahead go ahead you're down in Tuscaloosa. Have you heard of uh, Theta Nu Epsilon, the, the 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 group that they call the machine down there on the campus of the University of Alabama? I'm not familiar with that organization. No. Okay. All right. Well, well, I'm assuming, given your talent, you clearly have talent, that you may <laughs> decide to run for. No, seriously. I mean, you you may decide to run for uh, a campus office. You know, I myself was a student body president. Of course, I went to HBCU, Tennessee State. You you plan on running for something while you're down there, brother? I'm currently a senator. Uh, and that's, yeah, okay, yeah. Very good. So then, uh, you, you're a senator who's never heard of the machine. Okay, yeah. okay. I just want to be clear because I just want. I'm just saying, while you're in Tuscaloosa, I encourage you to to be careful. You know, the first black student body president in 1976, Cleo Thomas, when he won, uh, they burned a cross on the campus of the University of Alabama. In fact, they burned a cross in 1986 when I was an undergrad uh, in front of the AKA house. And in fact, as recently as 2018. Uh, AL.com uh, did a series of articles called Greek Gods, where they talked about how this uh, confab of white fraternities and sororities on the campus there in Tuscaloosa, the University of Alabama, have worked against any type of racial progress on that campus for years. Now, I, you don't play football. You don't play basketball. You're not a revenue-generating black on the campus of the University of Alabama. I hope as you're navigating that space in Tuscaloosa, you pay very close attention to how race operates, not in the abstract, but on that campus where you are, brother. And I wish you to continue to learn and grow because I think you want what I want, what we all want, which is for all of us to, to be able to be human in the world without anybody oppressing us. And I'm telling you right now, you're in a very dangerous place in a dangerous campus. Look up the machine, brother. Unless, of course, you're already aware of them and don't want to say it on, on camera. Hmm. What, I, what I'll say at that point is our immediate past president was a black man. He was an alpha, yeah. actually. 
That's rolling right. on that's right. tomorrow. That's right. And Jared Hunter, he was the first African American student to win the position with the support of the machine. So many of y'all already know. Well, Jared was far far before my time, but I'm talking about our most recent SGA president, who was uh, who was an alpha. He was uh, our SGA president, and also too our SGA actually sponsored. I have met Demarcus, yeah, uh, but I will say also ask Demarcus about the machine. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I will say the SGA did sponsor an event with Jane Elliott. You know, for so for and any argument to be made that there is a stigma around racial progress or an attempt at it, they literally brought on a racial educator uh, to our campus to give a talk, and so SGA did that. And did, so I did, think, did it help? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Hey, Jane, how was that talk, Jane? How was that? Oh, is what I wasn't understanding what he was. He, he said that like, uh, the student. Like he said the student government association in Alabama invited you there as a speaker. I have no idea what he's talking about. Didn't hear it. Can't understand it. The the sound is really really bad. So he However, said he said that you spoke at the University of Alabama. Uh, yeah, I've spoken at all of them. Yeah, that's if I, I'm sure I've been there. <laughs> I'm sure I've been threatened with death there. I'm sure I've been taken out of town at midnight because five carloads had three carloads of blacks had to get me out of town, out of Uniontown, Pennsylvania. And there I talked to teachers, and they called the they called the superintendent said, if you don't get that bitch out of town, we're going to shoot her. So three carloads of blacks escorted me out of Uniontown, Pennsylvania. Wow. Now, do I, am I, am I, do I have I had some experiences that you may not have had? What I haven't had is the experiences that your mother has every day. Every day she has to think about what is going to happen to you on the streets in the United States of America, where people are wearing red caps that say, make America great again, but mean, make America hate again. That's what the last four years have been about, how to continue to keep people at one another's throats, how to divide and conquer. You need to read the book, When at Times the Mob is Swayed, and find out that the last four years have been Hitlerian. And those of us who are my age recognized it immediately and recognized that what was going on was divide and conquer, and it was exactly like, like what Hitler did. You need to educate yourself, my friend. I know you've been well-schooled. You haven't been well-educated. <laughs> Get the book, The Color of Law. And realize, I'm sorry, I hate to invent, I would hate to invent, offend you all, but you've been well-schooled, but they've done studies in this country that prove that the longer you stay in school, the more bigoted you become. Because the longer you are reinforced in the crap that you learned in social studies, grades K through 12. That is not social studies that we teach in the schools in this country. It's anti-social studies, and you better get that into your head. And you better start doing it now. When you walk out on the street... You're, you're make, you make good sense, you think, on this program, but you're in danger when you walk out on the streets because people who see you saying these things, some of them are going to hate you for them, and some of them are going to say, well, he's right, but he's black, let's take him on. <laughs> you are in danger, my friend, because of people who look like me. My son has been beaten and spit on and has had all kinds of stuff, and I finally had to move out of the community because one of the... the superintendent said better get your kids out of this school why because the teachers are trying trying to destroy them i've been through things that you'll never go through however i will never go through what you have to go through every day and the worst part of what you're doing right here is protecting the oppressor you are saying the oppressor is right as long as there are people who are willing to protect the oppressor that's how long the oppression will go on and no matter what name you give it, it is unfair, it is indecent, and you need to realize that you're being used. You are being used by a man who will use anyone for his to advance his monetary <laughs> happiness. And that's what it's all about. He will use you, the people who are following him are using you, and you are being used right now. Now, you can, you can say that I'm an old white woman saying these things, and I don't know what I'm talking about. My friend, I was, I suppose, what are you, 20 years old? I, mean, I was 60 years, I was 60 years old when you were born. <laughs> I know more than you know. I have read more books about the situation that's in this country. Racism is the major item in this country. It impacts every area of our lives. And if you are willing to go along to get along, 
eventually the people that you are supporting now will drop you they will drop you so hard and so fast and you will be then you will have nobody to turn to you need to build a group of people who will understand you and truly accept you not just who will use you because you are willing to be used well, cj go ahead with, with all due respect you say i'm protecting the oppressor Maybe the reality of it is, is just I'm refusing to be oppressed. You know, I don't wake up every single morning seeing racism in every interaction that I have or racial bias in every interaction I have. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jay. CJ, go ahead. Jay, you can respond. CJ, go ahead. I believe that my future is of my own creation. I believe that opportunity is something that I can get as long as I work hard and play by the rules. That's something that I've created for myself. You know, I, I don't come from the greatest means. I don't come from some rich suburban family. I was born to a single mother uh, who was a high school grad who had me in her senior year of high school. For me to be the first in my family to go to college and to achieve what I have, that's a big deal. And that's not something that's going to be robbed away from me because of any faux racism argument that you're making here. I'm not protecting anyone. I'm simply saying that no one, no, 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 no big phony white supremacy or whatever any of that is, is going to stop me from achieving what I want to achieve. So CJ, and you believe that white supremacy in America is phony? No, I believe that this idea that everything and anything is no, 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 no. I didn't know. We didn't say everything. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> Do you believe that white supremacy in America is real? I answered the question. I said, I said there are issues with racism still in America today. Did, but did, 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 did you have any issue with the Proud Boys, uh, the role they played in the January 6th insurrection uh, where, you, where you also spoke here in D.C.? Hmm. With the Proud Boys, you know, I think there are literally minorities who are members of the Proud Boys. So I, no, 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 no. You didn't answer my question. The Proud Boys is a white supremacist organization. They were, they were, the FBI has arrested numerous members because of their involvement and the Oath Keepers as well. So what I'm asking you do you, they, they are individuals who have made it clear they want a race war. So do you condemn that or, or are you cool with the old keepers and the, Pro, and the Proud Boys and their involvement with Republicans, Donald Trump and the party on January 6th and even before that? <laughs> the reality of it is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I condemn all acts of, of, of violence. No, 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 I am not. See, that that's that general... I condemn all acts of violence. No, no. I'm asking you a specific question about specific individuals who led the insurrection on January 6th in Washington, D.C., an event where you also spoke. Am I correct? Were you not a speaker on January 6th? I wasn't speaker. You was? Yeah. Okay. So what do you make of Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, and their racism and their involvement and leading an insurrection that attacked Capitol Police officers where they tried to actually harm members of Congress. You know, at the end of the day, uh, from what I saw uh, and, and from my interactions with, uh, you know, those, those organizations, and I'm not all too familiar with everything they've ever said, so I'm not going to sit here and defend anything they've ever done or anything they've ever said because I'm not in a position to do that. But what I will say is that I know leaders within those organizations who literally have black lives, who have black children. Okay, so that, hold on. Let me tell you something. Hold on. Let me tell you something. That was sl- Thomas Jefferson had a, had a, was raping a black woman who had Come kids. On, that 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 don't mean nothing. Let, let, man, let me explain. Do, do you understand? I've known There's some white racists. I've known some white racists who had black women as side pieces. That don't mean a damn thing. So just because somebody was black, like, what I'm still asking you. These were individuals who were part of an insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Do you not say that's not the kind of folks we should be involved with in this country? Those are the kind of folks that should be condemned and put in jail? Well, I think I answered your question the first time you asked. Okay, I got it. See, Jane, Jane, CJ is actually doing exactly what you said. When you're making excuses, he won't even answer the question because he's afraid to publicly be real and he wants to make excuses for them. And he, and he doesn't understand the significance of the noose that they hung while they were doing that, committing that insurrection. They hung a noose there. It wasn't for those congressmen. It was to tell the people of color in this country, here's what's coming for you in mourning. Make no mistake about that. That was not an accident that they hung a noose. I, Reese, I got to pull you in here because, Reese, here's what's interesting. I'm going to go toss it to you, Reese. I'm going to come back to CJ. 
Donald Trump specifically and the Republican Party specifically called out voters in Detroit. That means black people. Voters in Milwaukee. That means black people. Voters in Philadelphia. That means black people. Voters in Atlanta. That means black people. You've got Congresswoman Stephanie who specifically went on television and said there were 40,000 fraudulent votes in Fulton County. That means Atlanta. The Secretary of State called her a liar. They now want to replace Liz Cheney with Stephanie. What's interesting to me is how all of these black Republicans like CJ stood out there talking about stop the steal. <laughs> they were specifically saying it was black voters who stole this election. Well, you know, some of the best foot soldiers of white supremacy are black people. And at the end of the day, though, what I will say is everybody gets their N-word wake-up call. That's black people, that's Asian people, that's Latino people. Everybody gets it except for white people. And, and to be honest, poor white people get it too when they get their leg chopped off because their rural farms or their rural hospitals have been shut down and they got diabetes. That's their N-word wake-up call, okay? And so you don't have to choose to be oppressed DJ, and I, I applaud you. I think you're doing well, you know, given the fact that you have an agenda for why you're on this show. And I think you're definitely handling that agenda. But deep down inside, you have to know that N-word wake-up call is coming to you one day. You in Alabama. It's going to come to you. And you better be prepared. You can gaslight on here if you want to. But I hope you're really prepared deep down inside for that wake-up call. I'm not wishing ill on you. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying it's an inevitable fact of being melanated. If we're using the good Jane Elliott's language, it's an inevitable reality that we all face, whether we want to or not. It's not a, it's not even just a socioeconomic thing. It's not a pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing. <laughs> it's a reality because you're not making the choice. Other people are making the choice in how they interact with you. Until you can control how other people choose to interact with you, you don't have the power that you think you have. Now, we have the power to control our reactions. But you don't have the power to necessarily control how people react to you. But anyway, as far as the Stephen Nick and this Liz Cheney thing, what is so amazing right now is that it's no longer a dog whistle. It's a bullhorn. And what mm. is, is, is giving people more power is being completely divorced from reality. The election has changed the point to where we don't just have disinformation that is running the Republican Party. We have delusion mm -hmm. that's running it. They have completely bought in to the fact that, hey, we have 70% of these Republicans by the balls. They're willing to believe whatever the hell it is that we tell them. So let's go all in. Let's keep going with these delusional, completely fabricated claims because then we get them to buy on whatever that we're doing and to not notice the fact that hey more people as cj noted we do have a vaccine yes 150 some million americans are vaccinated that people are getting jobs that people are getting health care that there are all these perks that they are getting as a result of the biden harris administration in which 100 percent of republicans voted against as long as they can keep them distracted from that part and they can say voter voter fraud and the blacks and Georgia and the blacks and this place and the blacks and that place, then they're going to win. Unfortunately, the Republican Party in 2021 has not learned that you have to come with the rest of the country in terms of putting forth some policy solutions. The Republican Party used to have a brand of actually being about being for business and being for, you know, um, small government. Now their brand is all lies and delusion and racism. <laughs> if they could actually put forth some sort of solutions, then maybe they could be more competitive. But if the way that they choose to be competitive is to suppress the vote, is to go all in on racism and go all in in an alternate reality. And we're going to see how that far how far that gets them unfortunately it can get them pretty far in the short term but in the long term we'll see how far it gets them and how much damage they do in the process so cj did it bother you at all when donald trump and republicans were specifically targeting voters in detroit philadelphia milwaukee and atlanta who were they talking about in those four cities <laughs> it doesn't bother me really because i'm not i don't see race in every comment that's made so, so, so know, why did the, so why did they pick those four cities what, they, what's unique about those four cities each of those elections in those cities were administered by democrats no 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 no, no 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 that's four specific cities they didn't say charlotte they didn't democrats. say mecklenburg county they didn't say houston they didn't say they said four specific cities they didn't say lansing they didn't say pontiac 
They said, they didn't say Racine. They said Milwaukee. They didn't say Scranton. They said Philadelphia. They didn't say Augusta. They said Atlanta. So why specifically did they say those four cities? Roland, you can ask me that question four more times. The answer will be the same. So you don't think it was because those four cities had significant numbers of black voters? No. Because I refuse to live in this ideal world that you live in where everything is racist and everything is... No, 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 no. So so why didn't they pick a majority white city where there were Democratic voters? Because see, if your argument is they were Democrat, no, 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 but they were real specific. In fact, Donald Trump had a partial recount in Wisconsin and it was up Milwaukee. So you, so in, in your clear vision, in your free thinking vision, you can't make the connection, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Detroit. I think those are all urban centers with huge populations. There's so not when the Republicans in Michigan said, let's certify all votes in Michigan except Detroit, what did they mean? They mean, let's look at the city with the largest population in the state where the most votes are going to be found, and let's make sure those votes are right. That's what they meant. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Bro, can I ask, can I, can I ask our young brother a question? You, yes, you, Greg, go ahead. Just, I'm going to go Greg, then Jane. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Just very quickly. Uh, uh, brother CJ, do you think that in this country, people should have access to a kind of basic level of, of, of quality or affordable and affordable health care? You know, I think I think we do need to do that. I think the way that we do that is, is different than the way some people on the left have suggested through a single-payer system. I think that the way we do that is by allowing people to buy health care across state lines, letting the free market work, driving down the cost of health care so that it's more accessible. It's a damn shame that in, in, in this country we have an infant mortality rate higher than some developing countries because of the lack of accessibility to health care that we have in this nation. Uh, Republicans have dropped the ball. On that issue, Democrats talk about healthcare all day long. They have these plans, even though they're bad plans. I don't endorse those plans. I don't like those plans. At least they have a plan for it. Republicans spent years talking about repealing Obamacare, but never came up with a solution to it. And so people were like, "Why don't Republicans care about healthcare?" It's because we haven't talked about it enough, and we haven't presented a plan to do it. So yeah, I agree with you. We definitely I, need okay, to. Drive I appreciate. That. I, pre- I, I appreciate that, brother. So we, we're on a one quarter of that now. Yeah, we might. Did, disagree on how to get access, but let's get very specific and tune this in. Uh, In the recent package that was passed by the federal government um, with with the unified Republican uh, uh, lack of support, in the state where you're now going to school, Alabama, uh, Medicaid expansion would put 300,000 more Alabamans on the uh, roll to get access to health care. It would also uh, bring $900 million to Alabama, and this is taxpayer money. We all pay taxes in one form or another. Uh, $900 million, almost a billion dollars to Alabama because the federal government will pick up 90% of the cost. Uh, The governor of Alabama, a Republican, Kay Ivey, has said that she's willing to consider it. And many of those folks, if not most of the folks who will receive access to the kind of health care that we both agree people should have in this country will be white. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Should Alabama go for Medicaid expansion? Currently, it's one of 12 states that will not accept Medicaid expansion, all of them controlled by Republicans. But what do you think about that in Alabama? You know, I'll be real with you. I'm a, I'm a big fiscal conservative. I think that, you know, every solution should be looked at. At the end of the day, we have to look at to what type of nation uh, our next generation is going to inherit. You know, we can't keep spending and spending and spending expecting no one to foot the bill because it's going to be my generation that has to do that. You know, I want to solve this issue. I want to ensure that everyone who wants health care has access to it in a way that doesn't explode the side of government and doesn't lead to a ballooning deficit. Um, I don't know if Medicaid expansion is the way that we accomplish that. Uh, but I do believe that it's going to take both sides of the aisle coming together to really address this health care issue that we have in this country. Before I go to uh, Jane, um, okay. CJ, did you express why did you express any opposition to the federal deficits when it blew up on Donald Trump? Yeah, I've always been a fiscal conservative, and I think that uh, I've been pretty consistent. In- no, 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 no. That's not what I asked you. Did you ex- did you express when you were out there touting Donald Trump, saying four more years? Did you at any point say Donald Trump's 
exploding of the federal deficit in the last four mm-hmm. years and the, all the Republicans who voted for those bills exploded the deficit, they were wrong. Did you at any point say that? I think there were Republicans that voted against some of those bills. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Are you serious? Wait a minute. Well, you say you're a fiscal conservative, right? I am. Were you, you, you were not aware of exploding deficit with the with the uh, bills passed by Trump and Republicans? It's not about lack of awareness. As I said, I'm always in a fiscal conservative and maintain that. No, 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 I'm saying, but, is that, but, 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 but did you ever say Republicans and Donald Trump, y'all are wrong for this exploding deficit? My commitment to ensuring that America is a fiscal conservative nation has been steadfast. No, 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 no. But you answer my question. It's very simple. I'm asking you a question. When you were out there championing Donald Trump, when you were at the Stop the Steal rallies, when you were there on January 6th, did you at, ever, at any point say, by the way, y'all, I'm a fiscal conservative, Donald Trump, y'all have exploded the debt, y'all are making it harder for my generation, y'all need to rein in spending. Did you ever say that? Well, as I said, I've been a fiscal conservative and maintain that. When Bernie Sanders was talking about expanding health care in a way that was going to cost $1 trillion. I, I specifically asked you, did you ever criticize Republic, current Republicans and Donald Trump for exploding the deficit in the last four years? It's either a yes or a no, CJ. No, that's, a, that's an absolute yes. When these omnibus bills came through Congress, I opposed them. I thought they were stupid. I think you attach all these riders, all these crazy legislation to one big bill that's a must-pass. It's bad for our country. It's, it's why But you wanted it. four more years of Trump, right? Well, four more years of a president who was going to bring about economic opportunity, ballooning job growth, record numbers on the stock market. So that's oh, interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So you like the ballooning stock market, <laughs> but you did not criticize him on the ballooning deficit. Well, as I've said three times now, I've always been a steadfast opponent of anything that balloons our, our national debt. Uh, but you but you supported the guy who was ballooning the debt. For all four years that created jobs, a record number of jobs. We had more jobs in this country than there were people to fill them rolling. Got it. That's a successful administration. Got God it. God bless America, Roland. Got it. I, I, I'm just, I just find it to be curious. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to um, uh, Jane. I, I want to uh, show this, Jane. Jane, I, 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 you started you, what you're doing, Jane. The day after Dr. King was assassinated uh, on April 4th, 1968. That's what you told me in the previous interview. Um, you've, we talked about voting, things along those lines. Jane, I just, I've got to get your thoughts on the junior senator from Alabama. When he was asked, when he was running against Senator Doug Jones, about the Voting Rights Act. Go to my computer, please. The thing about the Voting Rights Act is... Uh... Uh, it's, you know, you, 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 there, there's a lot of different things you can look at it as, you know, who's it going to help? Uh, you know, what direction do we need to go with it? Uh, I think it's important that, that with everything we do, we keep secure. We keep an eye on it. It's run by our government and it's run to the, to the point that we, it, it, it's got structure to it. It's like education. I mean, it's got to have structure. Uh, now, for some reason, we look at things to change, to think we're going to make it better, but we better do a lot of work on it before we make that change. Jane, that is the former Auburn football coach who is now the junior United States senator from the state of Alabama, Tommy Tuberville. He is not very different from most of the people who are supporting Mr. Trump and his policies. 40% of the people in the the electorate in this country would support a man who would say it's all right to deny people the vote based on the color of their skin. Mm. So Jane, where do we go? Where do we go? So if we are are to... We We have to educate these young people. This young man is an example of what we haven't done with education. (laughs) He needs to be taught the truth. We haven't been teaching the truth in the schools in this country for the last 300 years. This is a problem of education. Educators are supposed to lead people out of ignorance. You can see that this young man should be listening to you three adults who know what you're talking about. He is trying to teach you. You have forgotten more since breakfast than he will ever know. You have been, you have experienced things that he will never experience, but he will experience them if he doesn't doesn't get his head on straight and start reading the history as it really happened instead of reading it as he was told in the schools in the United States of America. He firmly believes that a person who can make the amount of
of money that our former president did by grifting others is more admirable than you three people who know what you're talking about. You've been where he's going. What you're trying to do is set it up so he doesn't have to go through what you have gone through. That doesn't have to happen again. We could put a stop to this if we chose to, but instead we are perpetuating this myth as long as we keep this people like this young man in the dark. If we can keep him believing the lie, that's how long we can perpetuate racism in this country. We think, but it isn't going to work. We are, Melanemic people are going to be grossly outnumbered and it's coming faster than we expected it. We've got to change our behaviors. We've got to change our attitude. We've got to change our beliefs. We've got to change our myths. And we've got to stop telling myths as though they are fact. We've got to start dealing with the truth in this country. Final comment. I'm going to go now to Reese. <laughs> <laughs> My final comment is um, I don't believe for one second that CJ doesn't know better. Uh, bless you. I'm not trying to lecture you or anything like that. I think you're doing what you what you set out to do, which is you have a brand, you have an agenda, you're young, you have a bright future ahead of you in the conservative world if you continue to regurgitate your talking points and stick to that script. But I just say again, I hope you don't get that inward wake up call that we all get one day, one way or another. CJ. Well, Roland, I want to thank you for having me. I actually really did have a good time today. So thank you so much for extending the invitation. But really beyond all that, I will say, you know, I'm not a victim. I've never been. I don't live in a constant state of oppression. I believe that we create the opportunities that we want to have in this country. I'm proud to have supported President Trump. We'll be proud to support him again in the event that he does run. But really what this is all about for me, this is bigger than race. I think the way that we actually bridge the racial divide, the way that we actually ensure that black and brown people are uplifted in this nation is by encouraging, uh, you know, actual policies that are going to uplift our people, right? Policies that are going to ensure that we are able to create small businesses. Policies are going to ensure that we're not wedded to the federal government for entitlements, meaning like food stamps, welfare, whatever. We need to create victors, not victims. That's what I'm all about. That's my idea. That's my platform. That's my agenda. It's not about pushing Donald Trump's plan or pushing white people or whatever. It's about pushing the idea that black people control their own destiny in this country because we are no longer slaves. We are people that control who we wish to be, who we are. And that's what I believe. Period. Grant Carr. Yeah, no, this has been very useful, I think, in, in some ways. In other ways, not so much. Um, but Reese cut through all of it uh, when it comes to uh, this specific conversation. Uh, you did your job well, young brother. You stayed on brand. As a Gen Zer, you, you know the importance of sticking to a message when folks aren't going to dig much deeper. And uh, just know that there have always been individuals oppressors of all type have picked out of the groups that are oppressed in order to do two things, give them a bit of a safety valve and a bit of a fig leaf, as you heard Professor Elliott say. And also those people are, 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 are well rewarded. That's the second thing. And you're right about Colin Powell. Colin Powell back in January said, you know, I no longer am affiliated with the Republican Party, but that isn't because he, he didn't want to be a fiscal conservative. That isn't uh, because he's not a warmonger, because he absolutely is. And another reason not to look at Lynn Cheney as a hero, her father is the reason there are a number of women and men who are dead right now um, for the misadventure overseas to over 20 years that's been going on. But uh, ultimately it pays well. And uh, as Reese said, I hope you don't get that wake up call. But as Professor Elliott uh, has, has, has said, you know, we're trying to help you understand that no matter how well you do as an individual, uh, in the words of France Fanon, you are overdetermined from without because race is not something people who enslaved your ancestors brought. It is something that was created to keep your ancestors in place. And once we fought our way out of that, to keep them on the bottom of this very deeply capitalist structure. And so as you are there in Alabama, uh, and if you can name all 50 states, you can say at least one word in a half a dozen, uh, actually, no, what I'm saying, a half dozen, at least a couple of dozen Native American languages, meaning the first crime of this country was settler colonialism. Never forget that no matter how you think about yourself as an individual, um, I hope, because you know, I've spent many dark nights in Alabama, let us all pray that whatever you're saying and doing 
won't turn into a situation when you confront the fact that no matter how you feel about yourself, it is how this country feels about you that determines a lot of your life chances and a lot of the life chances of the people who will remain oppressed in part because you will be used as a pawn by those who will keep us oppressed by saying, but look, there's CJ. So just be, uh-huh. be careful, brother. And, and our doors are always open. I hope you come back for more of this conversation. Jane, close it out, Jane. Well, you've all said it all. I don't need to say any more. I'm just, I'm just shocked that this young man, with all his education, doesn't know what's going on in this country. I don't understand how he cannot see what's going on around him. Yes, I do too. He's young, and he will grow up. If he is allowed to grow up in this country, I will be extremely pleased. Hmm. I'll close it out this way. My uh, my position is very simple. Uh, and I, I, I love, no, 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 leave it on the foul shot. I, I love I love the people who uh, run their miles on Twitter uh, like this. Uh, I don't know who this ignorant woman is. Um, uh, her Robin Barnes out of Michigan. Um, she's uh, the CEO and principal broker of Latitude Luxury Real Estate in Michigan. Uh, first of all, she said, uh, well, you know, why, why are you picking on this kid? Now, CJ will tell you, uh, a whole bunch of CJ supporters uh, were saying the same thing before CJ turned 18. I said, see. I'm, I'm not a beer. I don't no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you I'm just what she said. And CJ confirmed it. I said it. I'm going to wait till he turned 18 when he grown <laughs> before I invite him on the show so y'all can stop whining and saying, why are you picking on a kid? I said, we'll wait. When he turned 18, I said, now you can come on the show. The other thing is this here. All the folks talking about, oh, let somebody finish. This is real simple for me, CJ. And if anybody, I've had black conservatives on my show before. I've had different people. When somebody says something is not true, I'm a jack em. I don't care whether you're conservative, liberal, when you use stuff that's factually incorrect. I'm going to stop you because I can't let the audience, this, I, I ain't Tucker, I'm not Sean, I'm not that fool Grant, Sean Spicer, Laura Ingram. I don't let non-factual stuff slide on the show. Last one. If I ask, this is all my advice, my only advice for you, CJ. When somebody asks answer you, ask you a question, don't obfuscate, don't deflect, just answer the question. Because here's the deal. When you don't answer the question, it sounds like you don't want to answer the question. And so I'm a press folk. So, and I get, hey, everybody, I, 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 I know how to stay on point. I know how not to get trapped. But the point I'm saying is, you're going to come on, hey, answer it. Say it. Nope. I didn't call Donald Trump out when it came to the deficit, but I still supported him. That's the only deal there. But this is all I ask. This is all I ask you, CJ. And I've said this to, to Eugene, I've said it to Chris, I've said it uh, to, to Paris, said to Shermichael, I can name every black Republican I've had. <laughs> Don't be afraid to check your party. Don't be afraid to check your party on race. Don't be afraid to say to your party when they screw up, hey, y'all ain't doing what's right. Do not defend their bullshit. Because what they want are black people to give them cover. And all I'm saying, as a brother who's 52, who knows Michael Williams, when when a Republican would not condemn black church burnings, his wife Donna said they were going to have a fundraiser in her house, at their house. Donna said, ain't no man welcome in my house who will not condemn the burning of black churches. Michael worked for Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush, and he worked for Governor George W. Bush, said, no, will we not be a fundraiser in our house? And so what I ask of black Republicans, be like Bob Brown, be like Alfonso Jackson, be like black Republicans who are willing to challenge their party, be like Michael Steele to call them out when they're wrong. And let me be real clear, you said a whole bunch of Democrats know how I jam them up. And Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office has been avoiding me for 10 months. And I'm calling her out constantly. And I'm letting them know. And trust me, I ain't on no Obama mailing list. Because I also was willing to critique him when need be. I ain't a Democrat. I ain't a Republican. I'm not liberal. I'm not conservative. 
because of Jane, I'm a melanated man. For my mom and daddy, I'm a black man, Reese. I'm going to go with you on that one. <laughs> and we're going to call it like it is. That's how we're going to roll. Folks, uh, I appreciate it. The great conversation. It's a whole bunch of other stuff we had, but I blew the rest of the whole show up. That's what you do when you own your shit. Jane, it's always great to see you. Thank you so very much. Reese, glad to have you back. Your newborn baby, thank you so very much. Uh, CJ, we'll have you back if you want to come back. Greg Carr, always a pleasure, my alpha brother. Oh, and all you, oh. Jane, go ahead. You are all welcome to come to my house in Iowa, but you especially, CJ, <laughs> I want to see you at my house in Iowa. And I want to sit down with you and have a discussion as to how lucky you are to still be alive. All right, hey, we can hop in a Roro Mobile and take a trip to Iowa. Where you are, you are seen as something we need to destroy. Make no mistake about this. I don't want, I want this stopped, but we won't get it stopped as long as you go along with the people who are perpetrating it. You can't mm. go along to get along and put a stop to the nonsense. If I haven't learned anything else in my life in the last 87 years, I've learned that. I could go along and not be kicked out of my family. I refuse to do that. When you see something wrong, you have to name it. You have to stop it. What you're seeing is wrong, but you don't want to see it that way because they're appealing to your vanity. And you mm. are gorgeous. You are gorgeous. There's no doubt about it. All right. They will destroy you. They will destroy you. As they tried to destroy mm. C.T. Vivian, they never got that done. They destroyed Martin Luther King Jr. I don't want that to happen to you. I've met C.T. Vivian. He was young like you were once. And he learned yeah. the hard way what you have to do to survive as a black male in the United States of America. Mm. Reverend Dr. C.T. Vivian was my frat brother. And I always enjoyed the opportunity to sit down and chat with him. He was an absolutely great man. We lost him last year uh, and we miss him dearly. Uh, folks, yeah. I, I appreciate it. everybody who watched. Thank you so very much. Y'all, please support what we do here. Roll